Welcome, everybody, to the Weekly Nightly Podcast as part of the Hockey Podcast Network, Season 2, Episode 23 now. Uh, we are recording this on Sunday evening, June 6th at 9.29 p.m. after the Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Colorado Avalanche 5-1 to to even the series. Uh, AJ is out this week, uh, so this is Eric. I am Carlo. And this is Dave, and I hardly have a voice. That's good. Dave was the only one of of the three of us that was at the game. Uh, The pessimist in me uh, got rid of the tickets early, so you guys can all fucking shit on me for that. That's okay. Uh, But I will be at at game six, and I was at game three. Um, But hey. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the Golden Knights are 1-0 when you give away the tickets. That's true. That is true. Uh, And also, I did not. What game? There was a game last round that I didn't go to that they won. Oh, it was game game two. Went to game one, they lost. Didn't go to game two. So maybe I shouldn't shouldn't go to game six, but uh, <laughs> actually no. Uh, so Dave, obviously, so you were there. So tell us, just uh, kind of give us your, your thoughts from from in the arena versus uh, from TV, because I know it, it is definitely a different game when you don't have, when you're not hearing any of the stats, you're not hearing any of the, commentary kind of leads you one way or the other. So kind of what, what kind of did you see in the game? Well, I, I know you were at the previous game, so you know what the atmosphere was like there. But tonight was just even more insane. I mean, you know, they got the wave going uh, during the intermission. And then as soon as the period started, they started it up again. And, you know, it just – it was nonstop in, uh, in a lot of locations. Yeah, there may have been a few lulls here where it kind of got quiet, but it didn't last long at all because Vegas just com- – basically control that entire game. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you had, you had a chance, what 15 seconds in, I mean, you had a Chandler Stevenson chance immediately um, mm-hmm. controlled play all through the early part of the first, obviously let a goal in early. You know, I don't know about too early, but within the first kind of a minutes, fluky one. Yeah. Rebound control, which kind of plagued flurry a little bit last game too. Yep. the goals that he has given up have been because of rebound control. Um, and then, like Carla was talking about before we started recording, just kind of kicked right off of White Cloud to sod stick and obviously wide open net. Not many people are going to miss that one. So, Yeah, if if that's the only way that Colorado is able to score right now, I'll take it any day. Like, it was a very somewhat fluky goal, and they, need, they worked really hard to get it. And that's just a testament to how really dominant the Golden Knights have been for the past eight periods. You know, you know what I mean? It's if they have to, if that's the only goals they get, that kind of goal, Vegas is going to win most of the time. Yeah, the 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 thing that I mean, so obviously, look, so we're four games in. Take round one and throw it out, or not round mm-hmm. one, game one. Just just yeah. throw game one away. Don't even forget. Just wash it from your memory. Flurry started the last three games. Gave up three, gave up two, gave up one. <laughs> so, so I mean, hey, next game. He's given up. He's given up two goals a game in the games that he started against the number. Were they number one or number two offense? I think they were number one, and we were number two. Yeah, no, game. no, I think we were number three. I think uh, Edmonton was number two or so. I think there was a team above. Are you talking about the regular season? Regular, just regular season. I thought. Yeah. I could be wrong. Okay, anyway, uh, top three scoring team, right? Mm-hmm. To, to hold them to two, that's obviously fantastic. Um, we t- and Carlo and I were talking early. Uh, period one of game two obviously got into 
penalty penalty trouble. I mean, you what you gave up four power plays to them. So that game that that period sucked. But since yeah. then, Vegas has outplayed them eight straight periods. Yeah, it's uh, to answer your question, Eric. We are number three. Pittsburgh is number two. Okay, so Colorado yeah. was number one. So yeah, Colorado's number one. Yeah. You're holding them to two goals a game with Flurry in mm-hmm. the playoffs, even with one game having four power plays in a period. So. Yeah, and it's and that game you talk about throwing that into trash. It's funny because I think that was the intent too, because the Golden Knights did not show up in that game. And starting Leonard in that game in hindsight was the smart idea to give Flurry the the breath the breather that he needed. You know. Did you guys did you guys record after that game or is that not is this is this the first recording since that game? Uh well when was that game? That was Sunday, I thought. No, I think we did it right before because I remember we recorded wait. Yeah, I think you guys just recorded right before. It, it, but that game, I mean, we haven't talked about it, it doesn't matter, right? Not many of those goals. Like the first goal was on Leonard. The rest yeah. were probably not on Leonard. Like, yeah. I mean, that team, like you said, just did not show up. It had nothing to do with with who was in goal. Flurry would have got lit up if they were in goal. Yeah, but ever since then, though, the Golden Knights just smothered the the Colorado Avalanche, and they're doing it in so many different ways. And I love the their matchup matching up the top line versus top line. So our top line, I don't think, is generating as much offense as they want. They are generating offense. But it's been the misfit line that's been generating most of our offense uh, in this past three games. But they it have it seemed like of, whenever they had the puck, is that yeah. they were always almost in the offensive zone. That the misfit line was always in the offensive lo- zone tonight. That's what it appeared to be to me. Yeah, yeah but, where I, I think uh, game three was the other way. Whereas I thought it was the Stone, Patrick, yes. Stevenson line that just dominated that. Um, at least that top line. I mean, when you go top line versus top line, Vegas has controlled that play. Yeah. I mean, Vegas has controlled the play. I'm just generating the actual points where in game three, it was two, the Misfit line generated two and uh, the Stone line generated one. And game four, uh, obviously, Marshall still got three. And then the Stone line also got one again. And then the fourth line got one. So it's been a lot of it has been the Misfit. Like, I understand, like, the stone line is still performing because they are shutting down the top line, and that's a really hard task to do. You know, go ahead and give the uh, go ahead and give the the listeners your uh, Ryan Reeves, uh, Nathan stat? McKinnon stat. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> where where Ryan Reeves has more points than Nathan McKinnon in the past two games. <laughs> uh, man, the frustration. Okay, Tyler, I mean, but you know, when we get back to Colorado, I mean, they'll have the the better chance or the better change for the matchup, mm-hmm. you know, they'll try to avoid it, but Vegas should have a, they should be ready to counter that anyway. I still think, yeah, especially when, you know, look, Bednar is going to get them out any offensive zone. Like if, mm-hmm. if Colorado has an offensive zone, I don't care if they were just on the ice, they're going back out there. So DeBoer has to know that. And you have to counter with one of the top two lines. You cannot throw line three or line four out there in the, in a defensive zone draw when you know that McKinnon's coming across the board. Cause the only time that that line had any controlled zone time was against that third line. And that happened a couple times tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, a lot of people are talking about Colorado's depth going into this postseason and how deep they are. It's we showing, yeah, we did too. And it's this series really right now is showing that how 
Vegas bottom six has been dominating the other. Uh, Brandon Saad is having his moments, though. Yeah, he's ha- having their moments. But when you you talk about puck control and uh, wise and all that and all that scoring chances, Vegas has had most of it. I think actual goals. I think they are ahead with with actual goals because the uh, the Bell the fourth, was, fourth line goal yeah, on, in game line. three. Yeah, Saad tonight. Yeah, but. Other than that, if you talk about puck possession and all that, it's been all Golden Knights. Uh, big reason is none of them can finish. Like, even Alex Tuck could finish right now. It's freaking ridiculous. It's without – so I was just going to say, I don't think we realized how much of a loss Yanmark was going to be mm-hmm. until you start to see Tuck disappears when he doesn't have yeah. somebody even competent with him. It's not even about being good. or is not as good. Wah can't control it, can't, can't drive that play. I don't think they're ever going to go back to try to – glass wall and tuck again even though that had some success in the regular season it's just without yanmark tuck has disappeared so it's just kind of it's a, it's unfortunate because obviously we have huge high hopes for tuck but it's good to be 2-2 with the best team in the mm-hmm. league when when you you're not getting anything from your bottom six other yeah. than as carlo talked about you're I mean, getting a little bit of control Tuck is kind of flying around there he's just not finishing either i mean he yeah. kind of skates around the net a little bit and Gets the puck kind of knocked off of him. I mean, he's he's still been flying around, but he's just not bearing anything. Yeah, that's the thing about Alex Tuck is that he does need help. No one's arguing that. Like the third line, it's always been Alex Tuck in a rotating cast of whatevers. But Alex Tuck is one of those players that can create himself, and he's done it so many times, you know. But at the he's same time, he's just off the rush. He's not yeah. in a, it, when he cycles. When it's when it's as Dave was just talking about going around and that a couple of times, that's, that's not necessarily his game. His game is, is that, off the rush. Yeah. That's why he needs help there because once he starts doing the cycles, he has nobody there to kind of play yeah. with, but when it comes off the rush, he, that's when he creates the, the most. Imagine if he has help do it on the cycle and the game is just going to be more complete, you know? And yeah, I th- and I, th- I think uh, I think the reason why they keep going sticking with Wah is because of the faceoff. He's mm-hmm. he's doing really good in the faceoff. Yeah, he's he's amazing. We talked I've talked about this before when he played for the Checkers against the Wolves. He's just amazing. Like I remember we had a, a thing where when when Wah first came into the Golden Knights, his faceoff wasn't as good because he was a rookie, and now it's really starting to show how good he is in the faceoffs. Yeah. As he wow. develops more, getting more confidence and learning I, how the NHL people are. I honestly don't remember what the faceoff numbers were, but it just felt like to me they did really, really well tonight. Oh, it's it's been like that for the whole since the Wild series. Too. We actually like, lost. We actually lost tonight, fifty-two to forty-eight. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> just, just tonight. To tonight just felt like yeah. an extra domination on it, though. And no, I got. We, we were behind. I'm saying we were behind fifty-two percent to forty-eight percent. They actually speaking, won tonight. Speaking of um, speaking of faceoffs, I gotta call out uh, someone who's vastly improved in the face of William Carlson. I remember in the past few years that was one of his biggest weakness as a center is his faceoffs. It's he's been good this past two series. So the only reason we lost as a team tonight in the faceoff mm-hmm. was uh, Chandler Stevenson. He was twenty nine percent. He's uh, he goes well, up. It's fifty five percent. Patrick Brown was actually best at sixty seven percent, and Carlson was second at sixty two percent. Yeah. So top yeah, line would have been uh, Landeskog went sixty nine percent against uh, Stevenson. Stevenson. So he, yeah, Landeskog just doomed him in the faceoff dot tonight. 
Yeah, McKinnon's no, actually more the Carlson line that you know Carlo was saying that I was noticing then. Yep. Yeah. It's it's uh it's crazy how McKinnon is actually really bad in uh in the faceoff, even though he's the center in that line. It's actually McKinnon that takes the faceoff. Oh no, Landeskog takes the faceoff. Yeah, McKinnon was twenty nine percent tonight. Yeah, he's not good at it. <laughs> it's not. He's a, he's a great center. He's one of the best in the world. But faceoffs, not his thing. You know. And what do you guys think about the play of the uh, the defense though? For me, uh, for me, I think the uh, they've been really good. I th- uh, I thought I'm the sorry, Carl. I couldn't hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asking about he was asking about the defense. What what do we think of the play? I I I think Petrangelo had the best game he's had as. For sure in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I don't know about regular season, trying to go back and pick every game, but this is definitely his best playoff performance. By he, far, he made so many stick plays and knock pucks away from people. Minus that whole one icing, twos. but that icing led to the rush after, after that faceoff where Pacioretty scored anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. He, he stopped three on twos by himself. Like, he was fantastic. Yeah, and, he, and not just... I thought he had a really good game three, too, but game four was even better. Uh, I know... And then game two, was it game two when he allowed that one? No, no, that was game three. He allowed that one goal, uh, the first goal that they allowed, the Belmar goal. He kind of allowed that. But other than that, he was the reason why I think game four was better because he did allow that goal in game three. But I think Petro has been really good this series. Uh, except for game one, everybody sucked in game one. Uh, throw, burn the tape. Yeah. Burn that tape. When, even when, we start say, when we start saying this series, we, we talk everything except game one. <laughs> yeah. Forget for game one, but no. So, um, I was a little skeptical about mm-hmm. them taking Holden out because mm-hmm. Holden had what five assists in eight yeah. games or something like that. He's actually yeah. been doing really am, well. Actually, I still am, though. I'm still s- skeptical about that move. You you allow one goal and it wasn't from a top six line against yeah. the number one offense you know, in the I mean, league. I, mean, I, I don't think you can second guess that at all. I, I mean, at the same time, would that happen with holding there uh, either way? You know, like put McNabb instead of holding, would that also still be the case? We we don't know, but the holding sure. has just played. It's not, it's not, it's not on McNabb. It's not, I'm not saying that McNabb played bad. We should have kept holding. It's just because how good Holden was the past few games. And the only the only other person is is Haig, and I don't think mm-hmm. Haig has done anything to to deserve being taken out because mm-hmm. I do believe Haig and White Cloud together are just a better combination than yes. anybody else you would throw with White Cloud. Not that Haig individually is better than Holden or McNabb. I'm saying that pair is better than whoever else would be thrown with White Cloud, just because they play so well together. In my yeah. opinion, and yeah, I would agree with this, especially watching them out there. Um, Hag's actually his skating looked really, really well tonight. I thought too. Yeah, Hag has been amazing. Like, uh, it reminds me like that 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 description you said, Eric. It reminds me of the misfit line. Like individually, they're not really elite, but if you put them together, it really elevates their game. They're they're much better together than they are apart. And that's how I feel like White Cloud and Hagar. They're just so good together that it really it's hard to break them up. You know what I mean? It's, and, yeah, and, I yeah. agree completely. Yeah, and Haig, like I said, his like Dave said, his skating has been what like used to be one of his biggest criticisms is his skating. But he's been he's not like the best. Obviously, not McDavid or Stevenson or anything. But it's for his size, he's been really good skating yeah. wise. You know, and he still has that long reach and his long stick and his physical uh, 
ability and why what impressed me the most but both by those two is the way they their first passes out of the zone like they know how to clear the zone easily and it's just they, through they've been doing a lot of flipping up i actually mm-hmm. I, vegas did not do that a lot in the regular season mm-hmm. they're just trying to get the clears by going up and out which has yeah. turned into good chances i, I mean in round one that yanmark goal in uh, game seven his first one that was from a nice high clear out. Like they've just been going that way instead of up and out of the glass. Also, uh, Dave, I don't know if you saw it too much, but on uh, the way the camera angle was on, it was one of the late power plays. As soon as the power play happened, they won the face off. It's Martinez coming around and he throws it off the glass and it is within three inches from just going straight into the crowd. It was about to be a two minute five on three. And it was um, which, which period was that again? It was third period. It was, it was when it was still, the game was still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, was yeah, that sounds that familiar. Yep. Yeah. It was the white cloud delay of game, right? Which That's was, it, yeah. He, he, yeah. It was the kids because is that really it's a penalty? The right when call. It's, it's the right call. Yeah. When it's deflected off your glove, though. It's the right. Yes. It's the right call. It was the right call. Yes. Okay. Right. No, because here, here's the thing: if it wasn't, you could literally just jump up and punch, punch pucks uh, all the time. Yeah. It's the right call. I mean, look. It's like a Mario Brothers. It. <laughs> but yeah. it was so Martinez immediately. So I mean, you're two seconds right. into the into the penalty kill. He whips around the net and throws it hard, and it looks like it's going out. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Here we go. Yeah. It's a glass and. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, and and, and that at that time too, it was still three one, and that was a Correct. huge, huge kill by the Golden Knights. Because if they you score gotta, that, it's one goal game, and anything can happen between that. You know, you, know you got I mean? a goal right after that too to, to mm-hmm. make it four four one, and then obviously, yeah, once uh, it was four one, it was over. It was over. I can't believe it, I, I, it would have been fun to be there just to to celebrate a goal three times, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you got Patrick Brown score, so everybody celebrates, yeah. and they say no goal. Then they review yeah. it. Okay, it's a goal. It's a goal. So you celebrate exactly. again. And you know what? That, that Patrick Brown, the Patrick Brown one, I knew that was a goal even before they even blew the whistle. I'm like, first off, Grubar went in the net himself. Even yeah, he was already going dropped back. it. If he yeah. put himself in the net, that's a goal. Yeah. yeah, he was already going backwards. And it's fun. I don't know if you saw my tweet saying that uh, don't let the fact that Colorado challenged <laughs> yeah. a, a goal, a that goal that's been been reviewed. reviewed distract you from the fact that Toronto Maple Leafs blew a 3-1 series lead. <laughs> it's it's I mean they already reviewed it as a good goal. Why would you challenge it? I guess it's for goalie interference. They they reviewed yeah, it to see if the goalie goal. interference was an entirely yeah. different thing. Because so, the yeah. review was only for if the puck crossed the line. Yeah. They yeah. did not call yeah. goalie interference, so that's why they challenged it and I get that. A stat that I just saw um Vegas held Colorado to 18 shots on goal tonight which is a yep. season low, both regular season and postseason. They went, yeah. they had nine, five, and then four. It's yeah. That's what's impressed me the most of this three game stretch for the golden Knights is the fact that Colorado going into this series, they were number one in all the advanced analytics, all the, 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 the possession metrics and all that by a large margin throughout Not the season. Not only expected goals, but real goals. I mean, they dominated yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, and then the Golden Knights just did this three games straight now, if you don't count the first period of of yep. uh, game two. And, and it's it's not even like a fluke. It's they're just, they're just exerting their will on Colorado. You know what I mean? That's what's the most impressive thing about this. 
you know, and Colorado's not used to getting their their teeth punched like this. Not and you can not, tell in their not this not not this many games in a row. I mean, yeah, it's it's obviously look. You'd be foolish to come out of game two and say, hey, obviously Vegas. Mm-hmm. Is Vegas going to make it a series? Sure, they're going to come home and figure it out. But look, beating Colorado four out of five just wasn't – didn't look like it was going to happen, right? At this point, it's a completely different series. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, you're talking about can Vegas win four in a row. And I don't know if you, any of you guys listened to Puck Soup, but they mentioned that uh, this they were recording after game two and before mm-hmm. game three had happened. And I don't know if it was Lambert or uh, Down Goes Brown that was talking about it, but Dave, you'll remember this. Detroit, I want to say he said it was 99, won four in a row, won the first two of the next round, and then lost four in a row. So they had won six games in a row and lost four in a row and were out. And they were a favorite. They were by far the the number one because they went and got a bunch of um, veterans to go with it. And just, I mean, obviously, well, pre-set. Part of it is, you know, you lose your starting goalie to an injured groin injury, then the back Look, of the trying. I'm not trying to build excuses for Detroit. I'm just saying that it happened. So, I mean. Yeah, it was some excuses, like, fact. Oh, I gotcha. Um, but they did talk that. Look, anything can happen in hockey, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Colorado and, looked like world beaters. They had won six and, in a row. Nobody would pick against them, especially not losing four and a five. And now all of a sudden, they could lose four in a row. And yeah. Dave, you're, I mean, Eric, you weren't here last week. But we, I, I don't know if you remember the stat I shared with you last week, where when a team sweeps a series and the yep. other and facing team a team goes to seven, they haven't yeah. lost since yeah. like two thousand one or something yeah. like that. It's gonna happen. It could, it could happen twice again this season. Winnipeg and uh, yeah. Montreal. Montreal, and then well, Vegas. Three nothing. I mean, I don't yeah. think Montreal. I don't think Harry Price is losing four in a row. Yeah, and and then it could happen again with Vegas. I like. I, I'm not going to count my chickens yet because it is now a best of three series, and Colorado. With Colorado is still a, having home ice. Yeah, yeah, and Colorado still a very very good team, but it could happen again. And now now there's that conversation between rest or rust, you know, again, but it, it's just weird that. It happens on a series that's went four and zero, and then full game series, and well, no, talk, those are the only situations. I talked a little bit, not necessarily the rest versus rust, mm-hmm. but I did talk a little bit with you guys about Colorado wasn't in the playoffs until this round, and I don't think they were in the playoffs until yeah. game two. Mm-hmm. Really, when you think about it, they swept St. Louis, and St. Louis never pushed yeah. anything. Regular season, they motored through everybody like it didn't matter. I don't think they've actually had a playoff type atmosphere, or playoff type game until game two of this series yeah. where Vegas went through seven. And mm-hmm. then obviously game one wasn't anything. Yeah. And I did. We, we've been saying that. it since the beginning of the year that this Vegas team was built for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And, and to your point, I, th- I think I, I remember talking about that, Eric, I don't know if it's last episode or one of the lockdown episode where Colorado had that one game, the, the game, the president's trophy game. That was it. That was their only high intensity, high, and they were high risk. A, yeah, they were playing a depleted Vegas. I mean, yeah. I think we went with too short that game. I think yeah, that was exa- a, like, that was a two yep. forward short game for some reason. Yeah, while Vegas has been playing, like you said, seven game series, and before that, if you don't count the San Jose game, before that it was against Colorado, and it was against like the Wild and the mm-hmm. Blues, trying to keep up with Colorado. The, this whole time, Vegas has been playing high intensity, high risk a hot important games you know for this whole time in vegas and and they have playoff experience they've they've gone through 
every single player in this team, except for Nick Haig and Dylan Sakura, has playoff experience going into this series, as, going as, into this season, uh, play, playoffs. Yeah, as goofy as this sounds, Vegas seems like a team that just knows they can win when they mm-hmm. roll it out there and give their all. Like, if they would have played this good versus Minnesota, they could have beat them in five. Like, I have no doubt they could have yep, won game I five. Agree. They just would have said, hey, let's fuck it, let's go, let's end it. But for whatever reason, they didn't. Um, obviously, game one, throw that out. But it seems like, for the most part, Vegas, this team, win healthy, win everything. Flurry is on. Obviously, they needed to get him rest. So that's awesome. I mean... Like you said, Carlo, we don't want to count our chickens before the hash, but this seems like it's lined up for them to go and and, and make a deep run, like a real and, deep and run. Another thing, too, it, it seems like Vegas plays better when their backs are kind of against the wall, too. I mean, they they got that 3-1 lead, but then they always, they had a backup because yeah. they lost the game. They got another one to win that series. Lost that yeah. one, too, and there was still a game seven. Game seven, they come out and they kick ass. And that was, yeah, that was nothing to Colorado. They come out and they kick ass. Yeah. Vegas, the last series, Vegas best game was game seven, you know, and, and at, a, at the same point, I think Vegas plays the best when they have their swagger. The, the, if you're also, an opponent, go ahead, go ahead. sorry. I was just going to say, also don't, don't forget game seven. We did get our goal score back. Like we, that's true. Like you, you forget how much, and and they've mm-hmm. always talked about this, and I've always heard them talk about it when it comes to Phil Kessel, right? You need somebody on your team that can go get you an easy goal, mm-hmm. like not one of those dirty goals, not anything. Like the goal tonight from Pacioretty was just one of those goals that you go. Not many players in the world can do that. Forget the league, forget your team, forget anything. Not many players in the world can just immediately go top corner off the rush like that. And that's an easy goal that gets your team going. And he and, had one in game seven too. Yeah. And that goal is so sweet. Yeah. And Mark Stone has his Robin back and you can see how much better every, every, everything falls into place when patches is back. Talk is back in a third line dominating, just killing everybody he's up against because he goes up against like the third, the, the bottom pair defenseman or, the third line against the other team is just everything just falls into place. Uh, that top Patcher- line too was stolen to Patcherating teams, and they got some confidence too by shutting down the McKinnon line. Exactly, there it's 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 a feat to watch, and it's much better when you get Patcherady back. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's not just that; like that goal by Patcherady, man, it was it's so hard to beat Grubauer clean right now, and that's him beating Grubauer clean. That was clean. Yeah. It's oh, straight that, that, that was on the opposite side of where I was sitting in the arena tonight, and that was still just a thing of beauty. Yeah, like if you look at the goals on Game Three, the the, the two goals that had to the tied and and won the game, those were like really gritty goals. Like behind backing off behind the back from Grubauer, and then in the the, the tip, yeah, uh, by Pacioretty, those are like and then Grubauer the goal no chance too, you know, yeah. But but, that, kind of but to your himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to your point, Eric, is that beating beating a goalie clean, Pacioretty's our best that is the best at doing that in our team. Marcia so can do it once in a while. Uh Carlson for some reason like he used we saw him do it for like a year. Forty three times he yeah. won. And then he we did it again. We did we he did it but he, we know he has some of that ability. He's just sleeping for some reason. I don't know. But Pacioretty is that guy. Tuck can do it I, sometimes too, you know, but Pacioretty's that guy. 
I know uh, Petrangelo did not get any today, but some of his shots, man, were just looking really good tonight too. Yeah, like, from the that's, point. that's the thing. I, I I see a lot of Petrangelo slander on Twitter, man, and I I guess I, I'm not the gonna new whipping boy. That's yeah, the I'm, thing. It is. I'm not gonna argue that he he's played up to his eight point eight because maybe he is, maybe he's not. He's playing much tonight better. Yeah, tonight, tonight he, he did. did. Yeah, he's playing but all all better. season he has not. No. Yeah. He's playing much better now than he has the start of the season, but he's not generating that much points. But if you, I think it was game two where he led the team in like eight shots and you see him like, he's just dangles. He's moves the puck really well. And it's not his fault that the forwards can't finish the the chances he generates and stuff, you know, one mistake. And it's like, Oh, he's not worth 8.8 million. Wow. Oh God. it's because he's making 8.8 and the team just, and the fan base yeah. just loves to hate people that weren't original misfits. And he did lead, lead the team and game uh, two. He had six shots on goal. Yeah. There was, there was like six shots. Next yeah. Was that, four. that one moment was a rather huge one. Yeah. Admittedly, but still he made so many plays that potentially could have led to a win as well too. Exactly. Like Petro has just played so, so good. Like recently and like, I, and people, when Theodore messes up, as much uh, they they don't touch him because he's making five. That's not chump change. Theodore's not making chump change. Okay, it's five point two million, and he we actually rely on Theodore more when it comes to generate more offense than Petrangelo. That's what he's there. And Theodore for. is, and and he is controlling. Well, not that he's controlling play when he's on the ice. Mm-hmm. They've got like a sixty-seven percent like expected goals for. Like he, they are. He's doing what they're supposed to be doing when he's out there. But given look. When there's an offensive zone draw, it's Theodore and McNabb. It's not Petrangelo and Martinez because Petrangelo and Martinez mm-hmm. are that shut down. Let's put them out for the defensive zone yeah. draw, PK, all that stuff. So I, I mean, I get it. They're they're too different. But late in the game, when you're tied trying to generate offense or behind, you do get to see Theodore and Petrangelo, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. It's they're so good together at the same time too. Like when generating offense, sometimes they mess up in the defensive zone. So, but because but that's just because they're trying to push. They're trying to. Yeah, that's what correct. They're desperate for a goal. That's yeah. That's, they're they're so pinching right. every single time when that mm-hmm. happens. So, um, obviously that was fantastic. Um, anything else to kind of wrap on those those games? Obviously, it's a complete new series now. Like you said, best of three. Colorado does have two games. I but think momentum's little- on Vegas side though. I was just going to say, I think a little bit of doubt has to creep into Colorado because you think about it. Game three, or not game three, game two ended on whatever you want to call it. I don't care. He dropped his stick. Like he, that was embellishment. That was yeah. not a penalty. Unfortunately, it happened that like Vegas should have been able to end the game earlier. Nick Hay had the net wide open and the puck just went off his stick. He was hooked shot that, on. He was hooked on that play. No, I know. There, there, there was a lot of, it was, that was a goofy game. But so if you think about it for Colorado, game one, you can almost just say, hey, that game didn't, it didn't fucking matter, right? You got outplayed game two. Now you go to Vegas and lose two. They, they're going to sit there and tell themselves, hey, guys, we still have home ice. Let's go and get it. I think Vegas has all the momentum right now. Yeah. It's not even close. The momentum, the ice is just so tilted uh, in Vegas's uh, favor you can see the frustration in colorado's play too that penalty on who was that uh morakovsky i think on tuck when he just pulled him that was weird that was such a weird penalty. that was, that was just came out of nowhere 
that was frustration because yep. Stuck was in front of him, and you know he he, he wants to beat against Tuxman, killing him. So you and know. he's he, but Tuck's faster, Tuck's mm-hmm. bigger. Tuck was in front of him. Tuck was going to get to the. It wasn't even. It wasn't even like he would have a clear breakaway if he pulled Tuck down and could get the puck. It was just such, like you said, a strange, a frustration penalty. Yeah, he just yeah literally yanks him down and it goes okay. Well, that's and that. It, and it's not just that. I don't know if you saw the. I haven't saw, seen the press conference, uh, post-game press conference uh, after tonight's game, but after game two, their coach, uh, Bedar, called, pretty much called out his he top line. Yeah, yeah they, you can tell he's angry. You know, they're, they're, you can see the frustration in their game. Hopefully, knock on wood, they don't use this game, kind of like how Vegas used game one, as a jumpstart to, to their effort. You know, but at the same time, I think the Golden Knights knows what they have to do and they just need to keep doing what they're doing. And they have all, like I said, all the momentum in the world. Well, one change I think Colorado will make is so they're going to bench Patrick Nemeth. Yeah, oh, he's got to come out. He's got to come out. I mean, when and, you're one of Detroit's top pair defensemen, you know, before the season, when the season starts, you know, that's telling you the first thing about the player. Yeah, it's, it's, and they, I think, it, I forgot which game it was when they actually changed. I think it was after game two when they changed the fourth line because I think game two, there was Belmar and two kids and then they went back to the veterans and they're, yeah. they're still getting, and then they scored in game three and then they're not getting as dominated, but once mm-hmm. again, right or wrong, you made your fourth line less dangerous, even though they scored a goal, like mm-hmm. Cole is better offensively than Reeves. I'm not going to try to talk about any of the extra stuff that Reeves brings. It's elite playmaker Ryan Reeves, you, sir. Correct. He's had a, had, a, had an assist tonight. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. Obviously, Nemeth, he probably has to come out. Um, and they did it a little bit in game three. And I would not be surprised if they go to it just because of what's happening down the lineup. At some point, you have to split Rantanen or I forget. I think I, it's either Lantanen or Lanniskov that comes. I think it's Rantanen that comes off and Brandon goes down too, yes. and they bring Burakovsky up. You have to try to get that balance yeah oh also this was the first probably won't be talked or i don't know if it's been talked about yet um Rantanen had a 17 game fucking point streak. yes that's it's right yep. it's now yep. gone and he had yeah. 22 and 23 in the playoffs like it was that's crazy stupid of a, of a of a actual uh stat that you could hear I just I just realized that Holy it's like crap. a six longest streak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was 17 in a row and 22 of 23. He was on an absolute bender. Well, yeah. Obviously, uh, obviously, last year, keep in mind, every game that they played Dallas was like 7 6. So, yeah. There's yeah. seven games right there four games versus uh, uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. They're round before that, obviously, in, in the bubble last year. So, well, yeah, to your, to your point, Eric, is that the misfit line is killing their second line they're getting just stomped man and they miss Kadri so much because because of this try to end it in six try to end it in six six. you do not want them to even though it could go one of two ways you just never know how how it's going to go after he's been out for eight games but you do not want the chance of anything him giving them any sort of extra juice or anything just end it in six Yep. Yep. Because it's the same situation as when Pacioretty returned. You know, if we if we yep. go to Game Seven and they're it's Game Seven and then you know they get extra juice when you get Kadri back. You don't want that. Game so seven. and at home, yeah, you mm-hmm. just don't want any. Yeah, try, yeah, go win Game Five and then obviously end it at home. 
Yeah. So the, yeah, the misfit line just killing their second line right now. They're, they're just the misfit line is just dominating, man. It's it's so fun to watch them. Right? Their best element. A lot can be said for depth. And and, and that's not counting Riley Smith hitting the post like eight times in the past two games. It's, I feel bad for the guy. He can't buy a goal. <laughs> yeah. And then today, you know, he missed that. Uh, what we thought everyone thought was a goal at first. Oh, that's another post. Hitter, but then Marshall is the one who ends up with the goal afterwards. Yeah. I still don't know how Smith missed that. That was only a goal because um, Grubauer assumed the Smith was a goal. I mean, he literally, yeah. he's on top of his crease looking up at the rafters because he assumes it's already a goal. Also, in arena, probably did hit the horn. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So they were probably celebrating and then realized they shouldn't be celebrating. I don't think they hit the horn though. They hit, no, the, they they hit the, the smoke. They hit the smoke. Maybe uh, not the horn. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to say, cause like they didn't, the horn didn't go until Marshall scored. Yeah. Yeah. But so. everyone in the stands, even players on the ice were celebrating at first. And yeah. Also, I don't know. I don't know, Dave, if you saw a replay of it, but um, Carlson's ability to get his stick and get that, to the front of the net mm-hmm. was absolutely just elite level playmaker to be able to get, cause he was like reaching around and obviously it goes straight to, uh, uh, Marshy, who's probably not standing where he should be. Probably shouldn't be that far. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm surprised. Like, my first instinct like, this is going to get reviewed. No, he didn't touch the goalie. So why would it get it reviewed? Because the goalie was out by the blue line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Raptors going, I just gave up a goal. Well, now you did there, Buckaroo. I, yeah, but yeah, William Carlson's so underrated around the league. Man, he's so good. I, 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 he's not, you know, elite level. I don't think he is. I don't think anyone can argue that. Like, he's not McKinnon level or anything. But he's so good, and like, you just have to watch him to, um, to really appreciate what he does. You know, kind of like Mark Stone, to be honest with you. Like all the stuff Mark Stone does around the ice, it's you appreciate so much more when you actually watch him like every day. So that's a fantastic segue to kind of go to something else. Do we want to talk about anything else to wrap the first four games? I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Obviously, let's talk about so um, Flurry for the first time in his career is a Vesna finalist, which is He's astonishing. I think he wins only mm-hmm. because it's the first time in his career he's been top it's three. Life, yeah. It's a lifetime achievement. Lifetime world. achievement. Vasilevsky won it last year. Grubauer was he's got a career in product, front of him. Product yeah. of the team in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I think Flurry, especially based on what happened last year, because because GMs are gonna mm-hmm. sit there and whatever yeah. it's voted on by the GMs, it's the one award. Well, I, I didn't actually say it was because of the team in front of him. I said he has a career in front of him. Oh, but I think it's I think it's because of the team in front of them this but year. I mean, that it, is also yeah. true. Yes. Yeah, a um, lot of people are actually like complaining that Hellebuck didn't. It should have been in there instead of Grubauer because yeah, he kind of, of fell the off team the in front of the him. season. Yeah. I th- I think he had a like a really bad two week stretch before mm-hmm. the end of the season, but yeah, it was yeah. in the final month, the, the final six weeks. Yeah, I, I agree. Same with Vasilevsky. That's why I think Flurry's going to win that. I th- so I think Flurry wins. Then uh, it was just released this morning that Stone is a finalist again for the Selkie. Obviously, there's only two other people that ever get nominated because as long as Patrice Bergeron plays, he's going to be a nominee. So just understand <laughs> yeah. that. The rest is up to the other two. And this year, it is Barkov and Stone. I think Man, Stone has a legit chance. He, had, he, he was better two years ago when he should have won it. Or mm-hmm. was it 
It wasn't. Yeah, it was two years ago. It wasn't like it's two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he should have won it that year. But that was was that the year that we traded for him? Yeah, that was the first year for for him in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. and and we and that was um, year he split. Yep. Yeah, he should have won it for sure. That's why our buddy Scott got all confused. Thought it's like yeah, he's been nominated three times. Like no, he hasn't. Yeah, sorry. Because last year it was I forgot who it was last year. Ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, Does not matter. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one. Um, Captain Underpants got nominated for uh, Livy Bing again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should go to Slavin. Slavin yeah. should win. Uh, should win that. But it's <laughs> so. I don't think. Are there any other? I don't think there's another award that Vegas is going to be up for, right? Oh, uh, they won the Jennings. Uh, like the voted ones? No, not called. Yeah, I don't think. There, I don't think there's no. Not, there's, we, we, not the, we don't play rookies. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not the Jack Adams. Our rookies mean, playing in the age. Te- no, well, technically, no. Technically, White Cloud uh, no. is a rookie. Cool. Yeah, but they've already announced that. But yeah, he wouldn't get nominated. Logan Thompson won. Uh, goalie of the year too. And and uh, look, this is for an off season pod. We do not need to talk about it right now. But there's a really high likelihood that we lose Thompson because they're not going to be able to uh, get him yeah. enough games next year. He'll be able to be go, go be a complete UFA after yeah. next year if they don't get him enough games. We don't need to talk about that right now. But it's just something yeah. for the off season pod to talk about. Yeah, uh, so, but so that's really all the uh, the the yeah. awards that Vegas will be up for. You think and I think they can. I think they, I think they win one of them. I don't think they win both of them. Yeah, I, I think, think the highest chance is definitely Flurry. Yeah, Flurry's probably gonna win. Plus, because he also has the Jennings. Uh, but Stone, it's tough, man. Because it's Bergeron shouldn't win another one. Yeah, and I don't know that Barkov enough people watch Florida, so Stone might win just because if, of that. Uh, Jay, uh, good friend of ours on Twitter, Jay Fresh, came out with a stat where Markov actually wasn't that good defensively this season. Uh, yeah, he this had a more just, I, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. He's a center that won faceoffs and penalty yeah. killed, so they just have to put him in there. It's it's funny how there is a nice growing group of media that understands how to vote on that, but there's still yeah. a lot of the <laughs> the. Yeah. Old school riders that have no idea how to vote on that. Like it's just now, like, a winger has won it before, but it's been so long. Like yeah. the eighties, right? Like the nineties. Okay. They could also right. give it to Stone because just because he is the best player on the second best team in the league. Somebody, I think it was Jay Fresh that made the point, or it might have been Corey Sinjadar, uh, that said if Stone wins it this year, it'll be like Sean Couturier winning it the year that Stone didn't win it where Couturier should have won it the year before, but he didn't. So they finally gave it to him when they all said, hey, no dipshits, he should have won it. So yeah. that could be stolen this year. He shouldn't win it this year, but he might because of that. Yeah. He leads the league in uh, takeaways by a large margin. <laughs> Even, yeah, it's... But, uh, he, but uh, he, he was he didn't take a face-off, so hockey writers oh, don't understand that. He did take a face-off. I remember taking one and he won. He should win it. I think oh, okay. was it 100%? Few. <laughs> yeah, I don't think was it's hundred. Let's, let's, let's look up. Let's That's look what up. I was just going to start looking up. Uh, wait, oh, it don't, oh it, they don't show the face-off on the thing. Uh, where did they show? Oh, here it is. Uh, Twenty to forty percent. Forty percent face-offs. Yeah, so. that's not good. <laughs> no shit, he's a winger. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, yeah, no shit. I'm just saying, no, that's not good. I'm being sarcastic here. Yeah. yeah, I don't know uh, why. So, 
I understand like there's there's a certain media person that says faceoffs are not important, but I don't think it should be that important when it comes to selfie voting. Well, it, ideally, he doesn't totally say they're unimportant. He says well, it's more important what you do after the faceoff. I just mm. still think that's full of shit. I'd rather have the puck right away. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, listen, and then listen, listen, do what listen. they what that that thing says Th- about throughout the, throughout the game. Throughout the game, you can point to it and go, "Okay, faceoffs maybe not be that important." Like, obviously, you can win games that you get dominated. You can lose games that you do dominate. I get that, but where faceoffs are important, in my opinion, are situational. Right? Yes. Like, there's a minute left in the game. The team's on a, on your penalty killing. You lose that face-off. That's very important, right? Like yeah. there are situational face-offs that, that are that's, more important than just yeah. a random, like the third face-off of the game. Face-off, yeah. you hold your own goalie in the offensive zone. And, yeah. and you lose I, it. Yep. But face-off, like in general, it's, it's, it's good to have the puck first because that means you're not chasing it, you know? Correct. That's what it's, it's there for, you know? A, a lot of possession numbers uh, kind of relate to face-offs too because when you have the puck – you have the fucking puck, <laughs> yep. you know? So, yep. yeah. I, I just rather have the puck sooner rather than later. Yep. Exactly. Um, uh, do we have a sponsor this week? Um, hmm. uh, probably 47 brand because a lot of people need hats. Cause two of the last three home games, they've thrown hats, hats. on. Bring up too. It's like this one. The cleanup took extra long because the hats just kept coming and coming and coming down. 18,000 versus 12,000. So you have a third more fans in the arena. Well, even even during a a regular season last time we had a hat trick, it just seemed longer than I ever remember at T-Mobile Arena. There there were hats stuck in the netting. They had to get the ladder in, so they had to do that. That was right right on my side of the arena, too. And, and of course, Leonard threw his hat again. Yeah, Leonard's running out of hats with his bald head. So <laughs> someone get him, get him a new one. So yeah, sure. Forty-seven hats, uh, not sponsored, but sponsored. Sure. Yeah, thank you for thanks for the sponsorship. <laughs> oh, we're gonna take a commercial break. Brought to you by uh, Forty-seven Hats. Hey, this is Carlo from the future. I just realized that uh, we weren't given any commercials for this week. So. Um, Hi, this is me, a commercial. Uh, you should check out Locked On Carlo. No, Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. No, Locked On Golden Knights. Locked On Golden Knights. Uh, I record Monday to... I know, I have episodes from Monday to Friday. You should go check it out in your available podcast or your podcast, wherever you get podcasts and stuff. So, yeah, this is your commercial for the week. I'm bad at this. All right, we're back to Eric. And we're back. All right. Um, we're going to talk about around the, 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 the three other series, I guess, right? That's the... That's, well, that's hot, the uh, uh, one other thing oh. before that, though. Canada yeah. approves the border exemption. And uh, the draft lottery. Don't forget about and that. And the draft lottery. Seattle, oh, yeah. Seattle gets number two. Vegas, Vegas is the only team since the expansion... <laughs> The expansion uh the picked in the top three, yeah. They did not yeah. pick in the top three. Uh, but was- but but guys, did you hear? It's it's rigged for Vegas. The league wants Vegas to win. Yeah. So so here's my favorite thing. And and I and I said this and and you guys can all tell me I'm stupid. If Vegas had picked fourth that year, they still would have taken Cody Glass. 
The only well, way I, I honestly think that they would have taken Cody Glass second, maybe third at the worst. Like they were not taking McCarr because McCarr was taken fourth and he was widely regarded as a reach at that point. Uh, they probably weren't taking Heiskanen in the top three. I, I just don't think they're taking a defenseman. So it would have come down to Heischer. They would have taken. I think it would take Patterson. Heischer. No, no, no. no. They, Patterson was a winger. Pedersen was widely regarded. So there's a there's a story out there, and I forgot who wrote it. Um, Vancouver knew that that um, Vegas was not taking Pedersen, so they tried to trade with Vegas, and Vegas didn't trade with them because they 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 wanted Pedersen, and Vegas was taking Glass, so they were never taking Pedersen. So I think they were taking Glass three at worst. And they, they were never taking one of the one of the defensemen. So and they're not playing Glass. What the. F- I get it. I'm just saying, sorry it's to annoying. go off on a tangent, but they were never taking Heiskanen, Makar, or Pedersen, so just tell, move on with life. Tell Assume you, Vegas picked top three. I'm telling you, man, the two games, the last two games Glass played for Vegas, he played really well. Game six hopefully, against Minnesota. Hopefully next year he'll be good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even writing him off this year. Unfortunately, it sucks. It's uh, but yeah, ridiculous. so good for Seattle. I'm happy that Seattle's picking number two. Buffalo. Maybe – Maybe the worst possible year to pick number two because you haven't seen yeah. anybody yeah. like you just don't know. You Honestly, saw Owen Power. You know how about a, one? a kind of a disappointing uh, draw because it was basically chalk except for the flip of two and three. <laughs> Fucking the Ducks! Oh my god, I feel bad. The ducks for them. down to three. Oh, I, I think the Ducks has never picked top two like ever in their history or something like that. I, they, yeah, I think and they really got screwed. Ag- and then they got screwed again this year. <laughs> At least Buffalo kept it. I mean, yeah. look, yeah. Buffalo's about to uh, about to go on to another ten year, yeah, another ten year rebuild. We were probably going to save this in the off season talk, but freaking Eichel, man, jeez. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in the off season. Okay, so that's uh, first point. Uh, what was the let's, next? Let's talk about uh, the uh, the Canadian border approval. Okay, yeah. that that that's big and it makes. It's Vegas news because the winner of this series is playing the winner of the Canadian series. So obviously if you're Montreal is up three, Oh, Hey, we're a Vegas central. Obviously we think Vegas is going to win. No shit. Um, so if Vegas is traveling to Montreal. That's a long travel yeah, for, I was going to say, I, I, that's why I prefer to play Winnipeg because the travel is not as far. You're not playing Winnipeg. It's they're yeah. not coming back from down. Um, no, so, not against price. Not against Price and not without Scheifele for the next two games. Also, did that get talked about? Did you guys? I don't think you guys recorded. So we've recorded since then. Oh, the Scheifele. Scheifele's hit. No, it was oh, a no. was a four game suspension, right? Yeah, dirty ass hit. I honestly, I said rest of playoffs, first ten games next year. I hated the hit. It's a it's a dirty hit, but the the hate for him though is I think it's a little bit overblown. Scheifele. Has doesn't have a history of being dirty, and he's considered like a lot, yeah. a very wholesome kind of guy, very nice guy. He, even the Montreal that, guys were saying like, Mark's not not that kind of a player. Exactly, and and it, it was just a frustration play, and I understand it was dirty, and he shouldn't have done it. But people are acting like he's he's like Tom Wilson now, which is stupid. Oh, Tom you know. also would have got less games. <laughs> yeah, he would have been fined. Uh, so. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm just saying like there, it, it, it's so overblown. It, it was it was out of character and 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 it's it's just crazy. I, I I don't condone a hit at all. I hate I hate the hit. I don't. That's can't be in the league. But at the same time, do not do not think do not ruin Shifley's reputation just because of that one mistake. And as as much as I said, the rest of 
playoffs and first 10 games next year, I think this is going to make sure he never does it again Mm -hmm. because he essentially eliminated his team. Yeah. His team all of a sudden lost that game. And without him, they might get swapped. And they're playing a back-to-back. Yeah, they're playing tomorrow. Um, No, Carl, to answer your one question about Anaheim, their highest draft pick they ever had, they've had second twice. Oh, okay. They never picked first overall then. Yeah, that was that was Um, the thing. So that series, obviously, Montreal's up three games to none. That's important because Vegas, Colorado winner is going to go on to play that 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 series. Um, and Montreal is starting to allow more fans in, but they're not going to ever get up to full capacity. So I do think that home ice, Vegas or Colorado is going to have it, obviously. But I don't think going into Montreal, I, I think Montreal is going to be starstruck when they play for the first yeah. time in a year and a half in front of 19,000 people, either yeah. place, like, it's just going to be, they're going to go, Oh fuck. Like, and is, most, and most yeah. people are going to be in Montreal are going to be like vast vaccinated, uh, healthcare workers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It's not just the crowd is going to get them started. Dude, dude, watching their gate, watching that series and watch, and then watching the Colorado Avs series, like after, not it's the night same, and day. Not the same it's league, yeah. They're they're gonna. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to count chickens while they hatch. And and everybody thought Colo, I mean Toronto was gonna sweep Montreal and all that. But the difference of level of hockey between these two series is just ridiculous. And when either I know it's Montreal, probably most likely Montreal. When Montreal is gonna play either Vegas or Colorado, they're gonna have a like a, did, did an awakening. Did you I mean, see Carey Price is playing well, but still. Yeah, that's that's not going to be enough. Did you see what Pete Blackburn said a couple of games ago? He was like, uh, petition the league to make uh, Vegas, Colorado best of 15, and Montreal leave. Like, just it <laughs> <laughs> goes, on to the, goes on to the Stanley Cup final. Because I agree with you, Carlo. It's, they're, they're not even the same games. Like, it'll be uh, – I think Justin Emerson made the point today, or it might have been Jack uh, – it's going to be really fun if it is Vegas versus Montreal because you're going to get to see Pacioretty. Pacioretty and Suzuki. Forget Tatar. Oh, that, that I was going to say the Thomas Tatar. He's sitting up in the press box. He yeah. might as well be playing for both teams. He's getting paid by both teams, so he might as well be playing for both teams in the press box. So, yeah, uh, I, I forgot who I was talking to on Twitter where I said that I've seen more exciting AHL games than this playoff series. <laughs> You know, the, the the series between Bakersfield and Henderson was more exciting than this NHL playoff game. It's it's crazy. That's funny. So yeah. it, obviously that would be a a fun series because I would love Montreal's stuck up ass. Hey, hockey is you sit on your hands, you don't mm-hmm. do anything. You got to be respect the game versus Vegas that throws a pink flamingo if they win. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this I, it would be a lot of fun to me. There was a I, lot of flamingos on the ice after this game. Oh, really? Oh, I thought there was only like one designated person, but no, whatever. He, well, that person does designate themselves, but I saw at least five on the ice today. Nice. Uh, another point on this too, with the whole travel thing, Vegas or Colorado, whoever wins this is if they, when, if they advance to the Stanley cup finals, they're going to be traveling East to West uh, for the remainder of the, the uh, the playoffs because so, they are so it'll give them an advantage because they've already done it in a round before. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I don't know if it's an advantage or not. I because it doesn't happen that often because it is normally separated West Coast teams and East Coast teams, and they only do travel west, east to west 
on uh, on the Stanley Cup Finals. Now they have to do it for two full rounds. Yeah, so I'm so, I'm not sure if it's a advantage or disadvantage yet. I just I'm yeah. just point, pointing that out. So then the other mashup on the other side of the bracket, even though it shouldn't have mm-hmm. lined up this way, we know exactly how it's lining up just mm-hmm. because of Toronto's failures. Fucking yeah. Um, you got uh, Tampa Bay up three games to one on Carolina. That was a tough game for Carolina yeah. lot to lose yesterday. I mean, I they just played completely. They got the lead four to two, and then all of a sudden just started taking penalties. It's a power Tampa play, Bay. man. The, I mean, as good as Colorado's power play is, it looks like shit compared to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's is crazy good. Also, um, how the fuck does Nikita Kucherov have 17 points in 11 games? Like he, he, he's well rest, he's well rested. He, he, <laughs> you are aware how hard hockey is, right? Like he's he missed an entire year, and he's just like, no problem. I'm going to go ahead and lead the league in, in playoff points. It's, yeah. it's, it's Kucherov, man. He's one of the best players in the league. So Every- that series is good. And then uh, you got Boston <laughs> Islanders. Of course, that Ooh. series is 2-2 because the Islanders, why not? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. The, uh, I, don't know, I don't know who I want to win that series because uh, – Islanders? I, I guess, but – Here's what I want. Like, for me, okay – Pure hockey fan, the best finals. matchup, the best finals is Vegas or Colorado winner, whoever it is, mm-hmm. versus Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. And realistically, it's probably – I think Colorado would be a lot of fun to watch that team. I'm not – like, take the Vegas out of me. Like, I think that would be a, a – just – that would be NHL hockey, Stanley Cup final on steroids. That would be a ton of fun. Guess the pace of play, yeah. But I think Toronto yes. would kill them. Yeah. Toronto? Uh, or Toronto, yeah. Tampa. Tampa, okay. I'm, I was like, okay, I'm hold tired, on. man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, but the, the matchup that I want is Vegas Islanders because yeah. I think Vegas could win that series because what the Islanders do, Vegas already does. They already Vegas limits themselves to being able to score. So if another team tries to do it, no problem. Revenge on Barry Trotz, too. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we have to play Barry Trotz again. Yeah. But yeah, the Islanders—they're underrated. Like they're a very good defensive team, man. It's 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 the or, vet, or, give, or give me Boston because Boston's mm. defense is so bad now. You got Charlie McAvoy <laughs> and a bunch of AHLers. Well, okay, so who 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 has the best chance of beating Tampa? That's that's the question there. <laughs> or who I want to win between those two teams? Uh, you know? I, think, I think I think the Islanders, Islanders actually had a chance last year. Yeah. Um. What they took them to six. Yeah. Uh, I think the Islanders has a good chance because of their defensive game can shut down. Well, hopefully can shut down. It, it was Vegas. Islanders and Vegas, man. You got two great crowds that are oh, constantly full of energy. The Islanders crowd. I mean, look. It, Vegas, everybody says, I get it. I don't think they hold a candle to the Islanders crowd. No, the no, because they are nonstop. They are chanting exactly from the moment the puck drops till the end of the game. They are chanting whatever. They are win, singing. They are getting win, on the refs. They are getting on the goalies. They are just my nonstop. favorite. They're one of my chanting favorite chant. games. They, they even freaking sing. One of my favorite games that I've ever watched as a neutral fan. On like not live, but on TV was Toronto versus New York Islanders. The first time 
uh, John Tavares came back to yeah. Long Island, and oh my, oh, the yeah. chat, oh, yeah. the, the chat, was so, need you. Was so good. It's so Where's good. Your jammies. Also, <laughs> also, not not to go off on a different tangent, but John Tavares has not lasted longer in the playoffs since he made that move than the Islanders. The Islanders yeah. have, have, have made three straight runs, at least to the second round, where he hasn't got out of the first round. Zero. Now, unfortunately, this, this playoff is not his fault because, you know. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. He but, should have stayed on the island. Oh, my goodness, dude. Like, Imagine how, like, that team would, I mean, with with him over, I, I forgot who they gave the money to that year, but it wasn't anybody that was good. But that team, oh, look, that team's a very boring team to watch but it would be i i agree with i if, sorry i forgot who made the point but that would be two best seer our two best crowds left in the in yeah. the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah plus you have 100 capacity. i'm not sure is is it 100 capacity over there just about no, 100% capacity. no islanders are 100 for sure they are 100 because yeah. i'm not sure what the when they re they kind of remodeled nassau coliseum few years ago and they've been only been letting 14,000 fans in, but that just, that oh, I mean, small for what they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But they're getting a new arena next year. So yes, next year they get that brand new arena at right outside Belmont stakes. Yeah. yeah oh, that's going to be, gonna be, that, be it'll be, uh, that would be a fantastic. Just, I mean, that'd be fun. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun on the stairs, obviously long way to go before then you got, uh, this week, but before we record, we'll we'll know what's going on, right? Because you got uh, when Tuesday, it, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So we'll know uh, next next episode. We'll know whether uh, we're talking about uh, the off season or the next uh, the opponent. With Hopefully it's the latter. And you guys have always heard me say this: like if they flame out, I thought that they would probably blow something up. I don't know if they. F- if they flame out against Colorado, given how good Colorado mm-hmm. is, if they make any real changes, I, I think either, or here's my, here's my thing. I, I'm not going to elaborate on this. I'm not going to go because this is safe for the off season podcast, either, or they win or lose or flame out win the cup. They're going to go after a number one center because that's their biggest. They already mm-hmm. have Chandler Stevenson. <laughs> I am not going to sit here for the Chandler Stevenson slander. He is a number one center. He is perfect between the two best wingers on this team. And that puts the misfit line down to number two. If anything, you need to get a left wing for Alex motherfucking talk. So he can be better. If and you, if not, you, if you put Stevenson down to the third line, you pretty much have an upgrade there too. I, I do wish that. Stevenson would shoot a little bit more and, Finish you it know, up more though too. It's it's his finishing that's that's the issue, man. It's I think next year you're gonna have Krebs, Wah, and or whatever Tuck. and Tuck. Kre- Krebs, Stevenson, Tuck. And I Eichel at the top, think, right? I think no. I think Glass. Is gonna be, <laughs> I think Glass is gonna be your fourth line center. I think they're gonna do a revamped fourth line next year. I think you're gonna have uh, Carrier, Glass, and and Polestar. Yeah. I think Nosek is gone. I don't think they bring Yamark back. I don't. I don't see any real point in that this year. Um, uh, Reeves to be your. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I think they're going to freaking play him again every game next year. Yeah, yeah. Reeves. I can see it. it. They they love the guy, and I'm like, you know, yeah. So, I mean, they you they somebody else. Then you got to okay. So would you would you rather have played Sakura or or Reeves? Do you think is that was the right 
the right choice. Obviously, they uh, won the game. Obviously, they won the game, but like you know, paper wise, on paper wise, on paper, I probably. God, I don't know. No, on, on on paper, Sakura made more sense. Yeah, um, same here. He has the he speed. Was, uh, yeah, he had the speed. He made. He had more chances. <laughs> I mean, he was more dangerous. Um, my, Reeves had Reeves had a uh, had a point tonight. So my we're wrong. My point on that is because Colorado really doesn't play Reeves' game that much. I don't think we really need him that. Yeah. If we're playing the Sharks, yes, I understand playing Reeves because that there is that that ga- game within the game kind of thing. But I don't think that that's there for Colorado. And the I think quintessential Ryan Reeves game was the game you lost seven to one. Yeah, right? like that. Like mm-hmm. he's running around like a maniac in the third mm-hmm. period. They get their asses. They get the brake speed off of him. Well, well, yeah, honestly, I don't think he looked that out of place today. Or, you know, but he didn't really go out of his way to start anything or finish yeah. anything. But yeah, but, but I do think the fourth line looked better when it was Carrier, Brown, and Cole. I agree with that too, though. How is Patrick Brown better or more suited to fucking play this game than Cody Glass? Like, I don't want to get on, off on one of these tangents. Patrick Brown's been good, though. So I understand, but it's not about him being good in the position that he's been put in. It's the fact that he was the person that they thought was best suited for that position when you have Cody motherfucking Glass sitting there. That's just so strange. Well, for the fourth line type of play, Patrick Brown is that good center type like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he reminds me of, you know, the bit of Belmar. He's been good. I, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised with him. He's, he hasn't looked out of place. Anytime that line has looked bad, it's not necessarily been his fault. I uh, think that line has been given an anchor that likes to run around and keep the flag. Patrick him. Brown's got a championship bloodline. So. Yeah. Wanda, he also won the, uh, the Calder. He was the captain. Uh, that's not what I meant. I meant his dad. Oh, oh, oh. Did he did he play for Detroit? Yes. There you go. <laughs> history time. We have our history time with Dave. Yeah, history time with Dave. We didn't nerd out with Carlo today, so no. if you want to get that in before the end, uh, no, is there anything good. else we need to uh, to talk about? Obviously, big game coming up Tuesday. I mean, that's that's not the series, but it's pretty close to the series, right? It's probably what something in the seventy percent of the teams that win Game Five when the series is tied to do. I'm curious what it is for the NHL. I know for NBA, it's in the 80s. It's huge in the NBA, but we'll have to go to Elias to figure that one out. Also, mm-hmm. I can't wait. So um really excited for ESPN to continue to talk about hockey more because they're going to give you really off-the-wall stats. I love the <laughs> Vegas, that was so had random. Never, Vegas had never come back from – trailing in the third period by scoring two goals, two goals. in 45 <laughs> seconds when there was a crescent moon and <laughs> Donald Trump wore his pants backwards. Like it was God damn it, ESPN. What the fuck, ESPN? What the hell was that? It was the like, most... Like, everyone was calling him out. Even non-Degas fans were calling him out on this. And it was like... It was the okay. most random and most specific. Like it had to just be like... I didn't how many, understand okay. it. So how many teams have actually done that specifically 45 seconds? Zero. Specifically, Zero. forty-five seconds. You know? What by makes one me goal. think is that they in the third the period tweet. they meant to the tweet p- it out in a different way, and then that's just the way they put it, and they just fuck <laughs> it. I think I think that's true. I think they're talking about maybe like. Well, they uh, screwed that up. What what did they screw up earlier in the? Uh, it was Vegas, Minnesota. No, like, what, no, what they said is this: is that or no? Was that somebody who replied because they said. No, never mind. I'm thinking something else. Something like somebody else had, was saying like Vegas has always been in the conference finals or in the Stanley Cup final. I'm like, what? 
No, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I forgot the ESPN thing, but it was something no, that, that no, got I, deleted. I think you were right, Dave. I think it was something like every year they've gone past the first round or something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, and they totally forget boy. about it. Well, let me tell you about this one five minute. <laughs> yeah, it was something to do with five minute majors and always over. It was some. So ESPN is super excited to have them on hockey. Yeah, they're, they're ridiculous. It can't be any worse than NBC, though. NBC's I mean, bad. I write on people that rip on NBC too much. I do that, but they do suck. So the playoff game started tonight. And Dave, I know you were at the game, so you didn't know this. And the other game was four to zero, or it might have been four to one. Who cares? There was like three minutes left, so the game was clearly over. No, it was five. Whatever it was, it was out of five to one, out of reach. And they didn't switch. They didn't switch, and they didn't put it on any of their other CNBC, or they just split screened it and put the sound still of the other one. And it was like, <laughs> why can't you just? So I purposely flipped over to USA. I'm like, okay, let me see what USA is. Of course, Law and Order SVU. Like, they're like I, nothing I, on CNBC or. I'm, I'm glad NBC's gone. Like they yeah. were. I, I don't think they're as bad as some people would say, but they are bad. Like some of the personalities I do like, but Babcock. Why would you have Babcock? <laughs> I think they have two, uh, maybe three or four personalities. I like Liam. Mm-hmm. I think Liam's good. Uh, Anson Carter's okay. Um, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Sharp. Sharp. Yeah, I really like Sharp. Um, and I like I, uh, I like I like Eddie Olchek. I, I don't mind Olchek. Um, I like Brian Boucher. Obviously. I like Pierre Maguire. Kenny Alberts. Nobody <laughs> likes nobody likes Pierre Maguire. Not even Shut his up, family. Pierre. His family's literally like. Can you I'm kidding. People are people are gonna call me out that on Twitter now. I'm kidding. I don't this, like Pierre Maguire. This motherfucker went on Toronto radio and was like, "Look at the two teams that that." Pay attention to analytics, Edmonton and Toronto. Oh and they're gosh, both out of the playoffs. It's like, hold on. Vegas has a huge analytic department. Colorado might have the largest. Tampa Bay has an even bigger one. Like, what are you like? Just Carolina. He's just pulling shit out of his ass and talk shit. So bad. So anyway, uh, so it'll be fun. Uh big uh, big week for for Vegas, obviously. We'll uh it'll be a yeah. lot of fun, or it'll be really sad. But I'm just glad that Vegas turned it back into yeah. us. I want people that are going to Game Six, and as much as people were talking about how loud Games Three and Four were, I want Game Six to be even that much louder. It's I want, I want to game. make the Islanders fans feel like they have competition. Yeah, it's it's it, either way, it's going to be an elimination game, so you have to be be there. Like we want it to be an elimination game for for Vegas, up three to two. But if they're down three to two, it's an elimination game the other way. And the one thing that to, to kind of wrap on the on everything, the Islanders fans, even when they're down early in a game, they don't have that nervous energy. Where Vegas still, you can feel in the arena when it's tied or when they're down in an elimination game, nothing but nervous energy. It's it's crazy the chain because a lot of people say, "Oh, Vegas haven't." experience Spain or whatever like that's a big that's because of that is Vegas has done this the past every year in their history is just disappoint randomly in the playoffs but yeah you, Eric's right because especially in game three when they scored those goals in 45 seconds you know what they've never done before like NBC said was just tremendous I mean mm-hmm. if people could literally blow the roof off of a place that roof would have been blown off 
Yeah. I agree that 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 was yeah because they were down in the third period in a game they had to win. Otherwise, you honestly thought tonight would have been the sweep, right? So talk about a change in everybody's feeling in that 45 seconds. You tie the game, you take the lead, you end up winning the game. Now you come out and dominate game four. Now you have all the momentum. So it's uh, I don't know. This is this is Vegas's best chance. Well, I don't know. Last year was best chance to just fucking beat I mean, Dallas, but whatever they didn't do that. So, but yeah, but you're to your point though. Like, if you win this, the next team you have you play is either Winnipeg or Montreal. Montreal. So, oh yeah, Montreal. Most most likely Montreal. Okay, and then you obviously wait for the winner of of the other the, the other the side, other and then in the Stanley Cup final. It, yeah, at that point it doesn't matter, it's, right? You're, yeah. you're, at that you're point, when finals. you're in the finals, anything can happen. You know, Washington was the underdogs going through that series against Vegas. Yeah. Washington won. should have lost to Tampa Bay that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me, man. So Dave, any final words, but just keep guys, the people go to the games, keep that energy going, keep it going the entire time. I don't want to see any lulls inside the arena. Like Eric said, God damn it. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just got pinched. Ow. Anyway, I just keep that energy going. Keep it loud. I don't want any lulls. I want, I want it loud the entire time. I want chanting the entire time. Just. I kind of wish we had like a, a, a chant. Potentially other could than, be the last game of the season. kind of wish we had a chant other than like go Knights go or something. Yes. I, I totally agree. I was saying that tonight at the game too. It was like, yeah. you know, like what, chant, go Knights go so many times. I feel like, like if let's say, like if Patches score, we have like a chant for him or something. That would be well, cool. I know, kind of like a soccer we, bot. We, we chant afterward. You all the other ones, we chant the yeah. goal scorers' names too. It's just this year, since hardly anyone's ever been there all year long, our normal routine is different. I'm saying that it's like a total soccer atmosphere, you know, and, and yeah. football, yeah, where or in the Europe like where you have VGK different chants chant, and stuff. You know, yeah. VGK, VGK, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start it guys. We'll, we'll, we'll try to spread it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go games that often though. So yeah. Yeah, Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us the whole time. Buzzle words. The only one that's left. Maybe my dad. I don't know if anybody else listens all the way to the end, but thanks for uh, for being here. Chad. There's always Chad. That's right. Chad's always there. So thanks for being here guys. Uh, We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Hopefully with, uh, with positive news of Vegas going to play uh, or waiting for Montreal to come to uh, come to Vegas. God damn it, ESPN.